What if I told you that self-care was more than just your physical self? What if we thought about all of the different parts that make up who we are and looked at, are we caring for our emotional side, our emotional well-being, our emotional health, our vocational health, our financial health, all of that. And in this episode, I want to walk you through the seven, and we didn't get to the eighth one in this episode, but I want to talk to you about the seven different areas that make up who you are. And that is what is going to create the wholeness wheel. So we're going to talk about that. In this episode, we're just going to get clear about what those different parts are. In the next episode, we're going to look at how making sure that we show up in all those areas and that we care for all of those areas really can impact our homeschooling. But I want to just take you on a little walk through the wellness wheel and you'll be able to find this in the free group. So you'll want to go to that afterwards. But I hope that this will kind of open your eyes to some other areas. You probably already know all about it, but for me, I had not thought about it in this way. And once I did, it really changed the way I looked at self-care. And I want to do that for you as well. So join me. Let's do it. Hey, homeschool mom. Are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masik, and this is the Catch Your Breath podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready, set, breathe. I have been looking forward to doing this episode for a little while because I think that it's so important that we truly understand what self-care is And I can say that I know that I didn't fully understand what self-care was. And when I thought about self-care, I just thought about massages or getting my nails done or taking baths. And I don't have a a ton of time for a lot of those things. And I don't necessarily love baths. So if you, if I continue to think of it in that one way, then that meant that I really wasn't caring for myself. Once I changed my mindset around what it means to actually care for myself, what myself is, who I am, and how then to do that became easier because I actually understood it. And I do not have it all figured out. I still have a ton of work to do around really caring for myself and making sure that I prioritize that. But understanding what that actually is for me has changed everything so in this episode that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about self-care but before we even get to the practical sense of it i just want to make sure in this episode we talk about what it actually is in my mind and when i'm addressing it so you can understand why we're going to be going into some of these different areas 
And so as we talk about this, I think the question that I ask every week is even more appropriate because when I ask this week, you can actually think of it in terms of self-care. So how are you doing? How's your week been? How has your self-care been? And listen, no condemnation, no guilt, no any of that. If you don't feel like your self-care has been where it's needed to be, I am hoping that after this conversation, you will be able to reframe the way you think about self-care and care for yourself because of, as a result of this conversation. I'm really looking forward to that. So let's dive in. You will need something to write with but one of the things you can do with this episode is just listen all the way through and then go back and pull out what your homework is because um it you might need a moment to kind of process all of this and kind of get it into your your heart and your mind your soul before you go in and actually implement and take action there are several reasons why this topic of self-care is so key to me and why I believe it goes hand in hand with managing our stress effectively. Because I know what it feels like when it is not prioritized. And a lot of times what happens, like we know and we hear that whole saying that says, um, when you fly in the airplane and it says, take care of yourself first, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first before you put on your child's or anyone else so we say that we know it it makes sense to us but when it comes to actually putting that into practice it can become very challenging and as homeschooling moms it actually can become even more challenging for us because of we've now added on our child's education a lot of times when we add on our children's education we've got a whole bunch of other things that we add on and so now we just become lower and lower on that list and it can feel um, justifiable for that to happen because we know this important job that we're doing. And so as I have experienced that, I know that sometimes you're so caught up in the day-to-day that you actually don't even realize that your self-care is suffering. And sometimes it takes your health to be affected before you get to that point where you realize it hasn't been taken care of but if it doesn't go to your health sometimes we can just absolutely ignore it but i want you to know that there are several other indications that can let you know that your self-care is not where it needs to be and before i even get into that i actually was going to talk about that but what i think i'll do is go over the different parts of self-care and what I mean by it um, so that you can understand when we talk about how it can show up where you're realizing that you are not taking care of yourself it'll make a lot more sense so as I really started to think about this self-care thing I love to just jot stuff down and it's honestly the way that I remember things because there's so many things in my brain at all the time at all times and sometimes I can't actually articulate it well but I know it's just kind of floating around in there. And so I had this idea that I'm gonna share with you floating around in my head, just just saying like there's all these different pieces and probably from everything that I read, but it was just kind of floating around, but I didn't have a good way of articulating well what I meant. And I was talking to, I teach uh, adult and youth mental health first aid. 
and I was talking to one of the national trainers about this idea and really how I thought that that mental health piece played into that, especially as Christians. And so I kind of was talking about that and he asked if I was talking about a specific tool and I said, no, this is kind of in my head. And he shared a tool with me that really uh, put it all together, what I was trying to say and what I was feeling. And it's by the Concordia Plan Services. And I love it because as we're talking about what we're going to talk about with the self-care, all of it is within the spiritual well-being. So this is talking about the different areas of wholeness. And that was really what I was talking about. Actually, when I first started all of this, I and, and really got to this place of like, we got to be whole to be able to do this. I called myself a wholeness coach because I was like, I want to make sure that I can coach us to wholeness. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I've been saying. And I love that it put scripture to it. And so it says, as sanctified children of God, we respond to what God in Christ Jesus has done for us through proper stewardship of all that we have been giving. Among those blessings are the various components of our health as shown by this wholeness will. And just that's what they have here. But for me, that just says he has given us us like we are whole. We are self and that's the care. We're caring for our whole self. And so in Ephesians 4.15, it says, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. And when we do this, it's showing us that our personal wellness is a part of our sanctified living. That was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like this whole self-care thing can't be selfish, can't be you know, something that I should feel guilty about because that is what is required of me. That's what God is asking me to do as a child who's following him. We know that the Bible says that our bodies are temples. And so we can think of our bodies as temples, but everything that is makes up who we are is a part of that temple. And so as I think about this self-care, I think about these seven parts of well-being as a part of your self-care. And so that's what I want to walk through today is to really help us to look at all of these seven parts. Because now when we talk about self-care, then we can look at which one of these parts are not well. And then you can focus on that. You can actually be like the doctor who's looking and saying, all right, let's actually do a full examination of whole self and say, what part of it? Because I don't know if you have ever felt like sometimes you just know that you're not taking care of yourself, but you just can't figure out what is it? What am I not doing? Or why do I feel this way? A lot of times it's like, I really can't think about like, why do I feel like I'm just not okay? And you might think I get my nails done. I, you know, I go and get these massages, but it's not that because it's, it's really your whole self. So here are the seven parts and I'm going to have a tool that I'm going to share with you in the Facebook community to help you to be able to do this. You don't have to use the tool. You can use it. You can do this on your own with just a piece of paper and a circle, but um, this is, we're going to, that tool is going to be able to help you pull it all together. So when we're looking at these seven parts, I just really want to talk about what are some questions to ask you and how might it show up that you need some support in this area. So the first one is your relational well-being. And this is really just talking about the quality and the health of your relationships. 
I believe that you can have a very rigorous homeschooling, but you do not want the rigor, the relationship to suffer at the expense of the rigor. And when we're thinking about that relationship, we're not just talking about your relationship with your children. We're talking about your relationship with your community, with the people that are most important in your lives, with your spouse, relationship with God even, and that's definitely moving into the spiritual aspect. But all of those things are extremely important. The relationship you have with other homeschooling moms. So ask yourself, am I investing some quality time into my relationships with my spouse, my children, my friends, my family, with those people that are most important to me? And you have to ask yourself the question in order to answer it. But if you're like, I'm not sure, then one of the things that you can think about is, am I feeling lonely or isolated? Does there seem to be some sort of um, conflict that continues to arise in the interactions I have with my husband and interactions that I have with my children? When we think about those uh, tug of wars that we have with our children constantly, that we may have with our children constantly about motivation, about follow through, about obedience, about all those things, definitely there may be some other issues in terms of obedience, character, all of that. But it also may be that we haven't spent enough time pouring into that relationship. I know this is a key one for me, um, especially raising boys. Those of you who are boy moms, you know that just the interaction that we have with our boys and our girls are just very different, um, at least with mine. And one of the things I know with one of my, my sons that is just a little more rough and tumble is that I have to invest in that relationship, but I have to invest it in a way that he feels like it's invested, like that love language. But I have to th- think of like one of the things that I know is key to him is he likes to wrestle. My body cannot always take the wrestling (laughs) because of my pain. But the longer we go without me tickling him or wrestling him or sitting on him or just letting him curl up on me, then I know that our relationship is suffering. And I see a complete and total marked difference when I take that time to invest in it how he wants it to be invested. So if I go out and throw the football at him, I can't throw the football really well, but he gives me a lot of grace. But if I go out and do that, something that actually speaks to him in that way, investing in that relationship, it is so different the way that we go back and forth with my daughter spending that time doing the things she loves she loves shopping oh my goodness i gave her that one and so that's one way that i can invest in the relationship but even just taking some time we um started doing our chocolate chats and we have not been able to be as consistent during the summer and we need to get back on that but where we just get a piece of chocolate because i know she loves sweets even more than i do and just sit and talk about the things that are important to her questions that she wants to have one of my other children he likes the nighttime (laughs) conversations which can be challenging when i want him to go to bed but i know that those are the times where he just wants me to sit on his bed and ask him questions or he wants to tell me all of the things and one of my other ones he just wants to play because he's the youngest and he just wants an opportunity to play any kind of game and so i have to be intentional intentional about investing in that i will say one of the the hardest ones for me um, in this season sometimes is being about in, being intentional about investing in my marriage with my spouse and really thinking about what does that need to look like apart from date nights how can i spend time with them because a lot of times when the children are done and I, we put them in bed that's the time when i'm like oh let me go quickly work or let me set up for the next day and so i have to make sure that i'm investing in that relationship in the way that's 
it's needed and i said that that was the hardest one but honestly if i think about it sometimes the hardest is that social aspect of it and you can tell yourself you actually don't need that and so in this well-being you can think of it as your relationship relational or your social and i was just talking to somebody today another mom and saying like that's the key area we need those relationships we need them because we need to have our Titus 2 time and we need to be looking for people that can pour into us and people we can pour into but then we also need people walking this journey with us so that they can encourage her by the time we finished that conversation it was supposed to be a quick maybe 20 minute conversation it ended up being an hour and a half but I left convicted with some things that I knew I needed to work better on but also encouraged to say okay Thank you. Thank you, God, to know that there's somebody else who can speak into my life, who can who can speak in with the word. And so that relationship part is key. So if you're feeling like that's not an area, then that's the area that you want to you're going to want to get intentional about. And we're going to talk a little bit about it at the end, but we're not going to spend too much time talking about specific actions because this time we just really want you to reflect and think about where do you need to put the focus so the next one is your emotional well-being and this is thinking about your feelings your emotions your overall psychological health this one can be a challenge to focus on because we've got so many things that we have going on around us but we really want to think about how are we taking care of our emotional well-being in terms of respecting and honoring the feelings our own feelings and then the feelings and the emotions of others. I know that this is one of those areas where I can struggle with because I can know what my feelings are, feel my feelings, have my feelings, and then push them down and not express them. So ask yourself, are you really able to express and to manage your emotions? Are you feeling like you can actually speak about what you're feeling? Do you feel calm and at peace most of the time or are you feeling angry frustrated are you overly stressed at all times are you feeling sadness that you can't explain are you feeling anxiety if you are feeling overwhelmed by many of these feelings most of the time then this may be an area where you really have to focus but the first thing you have to do is recognize if that is an area where you have not been focusing on. Because if we don't do that, then we actually cannot do anything about it. We have to first recognize, have I been really managing those emotions? And when we think about that emotional piece, there are a lot of emotions that come into that. You, The patience piece plays a part into that. Now understand that a lot of people think as homeschooling moms that we have the patience of Job and so that's not what I'm saying that that if you don't have that then something's wrong but if you find yourself quickly losing your temper if you find yourself that you know you're agitated most of the time you're irritated you're feeling like oh my goodness I really don't want to do this or whatever those emotions are you have to spend some time really focusing on what am what are you feeling and then many times you're able to connect some other things to it to say these are these are the things that I can that I can do to really address these this emotional side but sometimes it's just that you have not been taking any time to focus on your emotional well-being you haven't been doing what is needed to make sure that you are okay emotionally and in some cases it may be as and i don't even want to say as extreme but i would say it may be necessary to get therapy to get counseling it, you may be at that stage and that's okay 
it is okay to say, all right, that's where I am. Because you've got, as I've been um, working with moms and talking to moms, I recognize that a lot of us have some trauma that we're working through. And so that trauma, and I wouldn't even say that a lot of us have trauma that we're not working through. We just, we have some trauma that has affected us and has shown up in different places, but we've been so busy or we have other things to do, or we're just like, I can't right now, that we're really not dealing with it and it can affect our emotional well-being. So if you need some support in that, definitely reach out and get that. But the first thing you have to do is recognize if you actually need some support in that. This next one is the physical well-being. Mm -hmm. The physical well-being. <laughs> we're going to say this all the time over and over again that we've got to be taking care of our body but we actually have to i think reshift what i've had to do i'll speak for myself is i've had to reshift to think about that i actually have to honor my body as a gift from god and the way that i do that is by keeping it healthy and that it doesn't mean that if i have any disease or illness or imperfection that i'm doing something wrong but i have to be intentional about making sure that i am nourishing my body with healthy foods what i'm drinking that i'm exercising that i'm respecting my body's need for rest mm, moment of silence for that one respecting my body <laughs> my body's need for rest that's a challenging one for me because I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like when your children finally go to bed and then your husband finally goes to bed, then that's the time where you're like, ooh, I have some time. And I, I, I do love to get up early in the morning um, when I do. Not that I love to get up early in the morning, but I would say I love the benefits. I feel differently when I do. But the challenge is there's a, there's a hard stop for that. <laughs> So depending on the time that I get up, at some point, everybody's going to get up. So my brain is working through not feeling like, well, if I if they finally go to bed and I get everybody settled at 10, then I usually I'm like, I can work for an hour and that hour turns into two or three in the morning. And sometimes it's challenging because it's like, oh, I can get all the things done and I can stay up and get it all done. And, I, and now knocking on 50s door, I I see that my body is saying like, actually, we need rest. You have to rest. And I'm seeing that more and more because I'm I'm not able to have those marathon nights as, as much as I used to think I would be able to. So you want to think about that piece in the physical. If that is not your thing and you are a morning person, yay. I'm telling myself that I am a morning person and so I can do this. But first, I have to tell myself that you go to bed at night because it's not the morning person part. It's the bed at night. Anyway, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> So how can you tell that maybe your your uh, physical well-being is an area to focus on? Well, you can feel like you're constantly tired or you're struggling with some health issues that are really preemptive. Like there's something that you can that are preventative, that you can prevent these things and you're not doing. Or you might just kind of feel generally not well. You know, you can see it show up in weight, obviously, and some of those other things, but that might not be the indicator for you. Because you may be at a healthy weight, but you feel like you've got all these other things and you're not feeling like, huh, you're not taking care of even just the, the personal hygiene things like your hair and, you know, you don't have to get your nails done and all that. But you just realize, like, I just don't feel my absolute best self in my body. And so if you're starting to feel that, that might be the area that you have to focus on. So as we think about self-care, I wonder if you've thought about your financial well-being as a part of your self-care. 
your financial well-being is going to relate to the financial stability and the freedom that you're feeling and you can ask yourself am i comfortable with my current financial situation am i able to manage my fan my finances without adding undue stress and if you're looking to say i'm not sure about that if you're frequently worried about money or if your financial stress is causing you some anxiety then it might be worth reviewing your financial well-being and this is one of those areas that you can look at the stress it's causing you especially if you've gone down to one income if you're you know you have several kids you're trying to get curriculum for you're trying to do the things outside of the needs you know like field trips or sports things but also it can just be the basic needs that you have for your family in transitioning to as i said being a one income family and so this is one of those conversations and thinking about that well-being where it may be very helpful to talk to your spouse and bring them in on that. But if that is the thing that's causing you stress and a lot, and we know that research continuously shows that one of the major stressors in marriage is the financial piece. So if that is causing you stress, then that's an area that you want to make sure you're looking at when you're thinking about your self-care. And we'll talk about, as I said, how do we actually focus on that self-care part of it? The next one is your vocational well-being. And in this, we think about our sense of purpose and fulfillment in our work. But for us, that work includes homeschooling. Now, it can include if you have a job outside of that. But if we're just thinking about this as a homeschooling parent in this season of your life, the question to ask yourself is, am I feeling satisfied and rewarded by this work that I'm doing with homeschooling? Am I excited about homeschooling my children? And asking myself, why is that not the case? Um, I spoke to one of the parents and they were talking about feeling fulfilled in this. And so you can actually desire to be fulfilled in this season of your life in homeschooling your child. And so along with that, if you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're feeling unfulfilled, if you're feeling unappreciated, or as we talk out about so much here, overwhelmed, burnt out, and stressed out from all the responsibilities that come from homeschooling, then you may need to focus on your vocation, your vocational well-being. And this is a key one. This is really a part of the huge what we're focusing this podcast on. It's just making sure you've given your op- yourself an opportunity to catch your breath so that you can do this well. But we want to make sure that you recognize that that's, that is something that goes into this. And I don't think that we actually think about this role that we have as the teaching parents sometimes as the vocational piece that we're doing, that it's the work we're doing. We know it's a lot of work, but it's just kind of like we've taken on this responsibility. So this is what we have rather than saying, I actually need to be able to focus on how I can find support and how I can make sure that I'm taking care of that aspect of my life. The next one is your intellectual well-being. And, And listen, 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 you still need that mental stimulation and the growth. So if you're feeling just intellectually stagnant, sometimes if you've worked outside of the home before and now you're doing this, you can just kind of feel stagnant. You can feel uninspired. I think that definitely homeschooling can play a part into that intellectual well-being. But if your children are younger and so you're teaching them things that are not really stimulating your intellect, it's okay to ask to say to yourself, you know, I, I need to find ways to keep learning and to challenging my mind. I don't feel like I'm doing that. Um, And so looking at, do I have any intellectual activities that I find stimulating and enriching? And so while we're talking about that vocational well-being being key, and that is going to, it should come 
in terms of the homeschooling. The intellectual well-being may be something you have to prioritize outside of homeschooling, and that's okay. And then this one is really key because we're going back to it again. So everything we just said goes back to that spiritual well-being. All of what we've just said, I think, the Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. What that means to me is that if we ensure that we are getting our spiritual well-being where we need to be first, then we can properly prioritize all the rest of the parts of ourself. But I don't believe that we we can do the spiritual and then not do anything else. I think that we have to think about our whole self and all of these pieces that we have to do. Woo, we're ending here with part one. And so we've gone through the seven areas of your whole self, your well-being. And I know that that's probably a lot of information. So I want to give you an opportunity to just sit with that, reflect on it, think about those different areas that we've talked about and look at where are the ones that surprised you that were a part of self-care and just go back and listen to it again if you need to. And in the next episode, I really go into how these areas affect your homeschool. Um, the positive and the negative and and so how you can look at that and then most importantly an action plan to make sure that you are being really intentional about your self-care and even though we're talking about homeschooling I want you to know that this plays a huge part in just you as a human being as a woman as a mother all of that and so that's why we kind of talked about this, not specifically just about homeschooling, but just your whole self, who you are, because you have to show up as your whole self for every single thing that you do. So if this was good, I hope that you will come back for part two of this so we can talk about how this then shows up in your homeschool and then create your action plan around it. If you have questions or want to dig a little deeper, definitely want to go to the free Facebook community, Stress Management for Christian Homeschool Moms, because there I'm going to share this resource that I have been talking about from the Concordia plans. And we're gonna be diving into some practical things that we can do for self-care. So cannot wait to see how you're taking care of your whole self so you can holistically show up to teach your child. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her breath. Mommy! <laughs> well, 
that's my cue but before I go I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4 6 through 7 I pray that you won't be anxious about anything but that in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling until next time remember to take a moment to catch your breath